everybody, what's up? This is a fairly awesome podcast. I'm your host this week, Nate Bushing, and I'm joined by Ryan McDowell. Hello. Chris Keen. Hello. And Josh Bushing. What up? This is podcast uh, number 21. Yeah. Which mm, means 21. this podcast is now <clears throat> legally able to drink. Ooh. Which is what we're all doing right now, right? Yes, we're all mm. drinking. Mm. Liquid. Mm. Tastes delicious, like liberty. Tastes like freedom. <laughs> freedom. Oh, in a bottle. It, it feels like it's been a while, you guys. I, I know it's like, only been two like, weeks. Like two weeks? But yeah, but you were out of the last one, so it would feel longer for you. Yes. Maybe Probably. that's what it was. No, it was before that. No, it was before that. I was, I was here last, last time. One. Right? Was, yeah, because you guys were fighting over the worst host ever belt. Oh... Oh, the the um, belly, the challenge has been thrown. <laughs> okay, I, I have to give it up. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> really, after like the horribleness that occurred prior to us turning the mic on, I think this all we can just blame it all on Nate. <laughs> the general odor of the room. Well, we already really know that uh, that I usually take the worst house belt, but this week I'm gonna take it back. Take it by the horns. Take it by the horns, and I will ride that bull all the way down, all the way down, with a myriad of topics. So this week. We're going to be talking about um, a couple things. We've got piracy on on the agenda. Mm-hmm. We've got a little thing about game movies, mm. which usually suck. And what we're going to start with um, is G A M E movies. Yes, game, game movies. Game game. game, game, game just to clarify, movies. which also generally suck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you are bringing it early, sir. Bringing it early. Just but first, we're going to start with a little thing I'd like to call <clears throat> multiplayer buy-in. So what I mean by that is uh, console developers, game developers, all your developers are um, creating Multi-tose. multiplayer games. You stop it, you. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> host, host, host. Um, <clears throat> are, are creating games these days and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Not those kind of games. Yes, let's cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and developers are creating multiplayer games that uh, usually are trying to bring in new players. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Venture when he. Oh my. <laughs> Apparently, Josh's gas is burning his brother's <laughs> I'm going to vomit. That is horrible. <laughs> Fucking Hungarian gas mask over here. <laughs> You've been banished, sir. Uh, okay, so developers are uh, looking for new ways to create multiplayer games that will bring in new players, right? So usually, you know, if you start in a game and and you're like, man, I really want to play some of this Battlefield, and you hop in and you just get slaughtered, you know, your incentive to keep playing that game is usually cut or dashed, you know? Um and and I think uh you know what what would you do Ryan Ryan since you're a developer now what would you do to uh create a game to make me play it and not uh not quit after the first 20 minutes when a 13-year-old slaughters me and is like sorry noob you suck at this game just quit life <laughs> I don't know why he changed in the middle there because he's 13 and he's going through puberty <laughs> I would I would say that that taking unique approaches. So like we saw Titanfall take a pretty uh, I don't know if it's really unique, but it was it was unique when it came out that you know it wasn't just a another Call of Duty or another Battlefield. Like you were, it was like a weird breed between Call of Duty and let's say Mech Warrior. Mm-hmm. You know, and because the mechanics were you know so fast. It really changed the game, you know. It didn't. It didn't. Uh, it wasn't just a repeat of a of a Call of Duty. So it made people want to get in and try it, and and it sort of, even if they were getting owned early, they thought, okay, well, this is new. You know, this isn't just what it's going to be the whole time. I'm going to learn the new mechanic, and I, I might have a leg up here. Mm-hmm. So I think unique mechanics are something that, that helps games get a um, a buy in. Although there are some games that just throw you to the wolves right away, like um, Planet Size Two. Well, like Assassin's Creed. <laughs> right. you yeah. Know? Yeah. Where, I mean, when they introduced uh, multiplayer, you were you were sitting there and and running around, and it was just like there was no there was no hiding. 
there was no hiding and and killing. It was just like everybody was running and stabbing. Right. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, and and to me, that they didn't do multiplayer right. Yeah. You know, and well, like that one, like Assassin's Creed, they tried to incentivize not like running and killing, but really. At the point that you're playing a bunch of other people that are doing the exact same thing, yeah, you're running around waiting for the person you're following or the person next to you to get targeted as your assignment, and then you kill them. So mm-hmm. there's not, <clears throat> there's a little bit of you know walking around trying to be sneaky, and you see that a little more in the uh, well, no, most most of the game types, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was one, but no, most of the game types, yeah, it's pretty much running. Like you get it a little bit, I guess, in the in the capture the flag. I think it's like artifact assault. You get that a little bit, mostly trying to get to the artifact. I mean, once you get it, you're you know running your ass off. There's no hiding. You, yeah. You pretty much are finding the best route back to your base and booking it. Yeah. But getting there, you can kind of you know try and work your way through the crowd and make sure you don't get seen and and stuff like that. So so yeah, that kind of falls apart. I think what Titanfall did right that that made their multiplayer so much better was they took numbers out of it. Mm. Like a lot of times in multiplayer, if you've got a really good team, it doesn't matter what the way you play it, you're going to win mm-hmm. because the other teams are so terrible. Yep. With Titanfall, even if you've got a good team, if the other team is, say, not bad but not great, they can still come out on top because there's always the Titan that they can drop into and you know wipe your team out. Or if they do a better or job... Or kill minions. Yeah, kill the minions, right? <clears throat> yeah, or take over the minions, like especially in the ticket game. Yeah, if, if, you know, if they do nothing but hunt minions... They still count as kills, so I mean, if they stay well hid, as long as they're taking out enough minions, they will still you know contribute come out on top. enough, right? Right. I would say Titanfall does something right with the uh, death penalty too. It's like it's instant. You're like almost right back in within like three or four seconds yeah. after you die. I mean, you just watch the kill cam for a little bit, and you can even skip that and then get right back in. Yeah. Like some of the games in the past, it's always been <clears throat> thirty seconds of watching the other guy that just killed you, and you just fume, and you're just oh why. Yeah, and then yeah. I, guess, I guess it's hard to kind of get back into the groove of a fast-paced game if you've had to sit out for the last 15 30, to 30 seconds. Yeah. yeah, and then if you get killed right away, that just... That <clears throat> yeah, is, that's just even more irritating. Yeah, that's box off, I'm done. Yeah. So, I guess one of the things I would suggest for for games that, that could potentially have um, newbie turn-off moments, I would structure the multiplayer so that it starts out co-op, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you're working with other people, but it's either against bots or it's against something, but you kind of understand how everything is working, and you're starting to get those first weapons, you're starting to get whatever, and then the end game starts to put you against other people. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's how that should work. Mm-hmm. And, I, and to be honest, like, once you get to your highest level, let's take Halo as, a, as an interesting example. If... It was possible, because the matchmaking was so terrible, for you to be, I don't know, level whatever, but against a team of all generals, you know, yeah. level, level 50s. That's terrible, mm-hmm. right? That, that is terrible no game Nobody design. Nobody likes being steamrolled like that. <clears throat> what they should do, because those 50s, even if they were, if you only got one, they would outperform the others generally two to one or, or something like that. They would be, they would count for, you know, a, a large portion of that. What I think would be interesting is if in training, so say the co-op side, you'd be against, like every so often the generals would get that as a game type where they're down a man, you know, or they're down two or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Two generals versus four <clears throat> newbies, mm-hmm. you know, and learning how to how to take that out. Yep. I think that's one thing that, that could help it, but yeah, yeah definitely got to use a, a, unique, a unique design. <clears throat> there's, there's only so much... The other thing that I think turns off some people is if the if the perk system or the whatever that is, if that gets too ridiculous, it almost turns people off in that, you know, I'm only going to play this game for, let's say, four months or five months or whatever, you know, unless it's like your staple game. Yeah. You're not going to put in thousands and thousands of hours to get those top perks. So as soon as you see those show up, you're like, well, you know, yeah. right, exactly pisses you off a little bit that you're going to have such a, a huge amount of sunk time to yeah. get that. Or if they show up as available to buy, and you're like, oh good, everybody can buy their way to way better weapons than what you're going to get playing through the game. Right. You know, in the past I would have said balance was really important, but then there's uh, there's a game 
um, coming out Evolve. One of the you know the Left for Dead creators are making this, and it's you know four versus one, and the, the monster being you know that one. So it's like five, it's a five person game, but it's like kind of in balance because you got four players against one other player, but he's got different unique powers. So it's like it's it's kind of you have to use your creativity a little bit and imagination in order to come up with ways to. I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. and I think there's there's other ways you can play that as well. It can be four on two. Yeah. But they're not as powerful as that. I yeah that I think big, so. Yeah. Yep. Goliath or whatever it's yep. called. Yep, I think it's that things like that are are kind of pushing the boundaries because in the past, you know, we've we've fallen into this kind of Call of Duty method, and Battlefield has sort of absorbed that too with the perk system and some of that fast jump in and and Titanfall I think has perfected that method, you know, by having less unlocks. They have you know a decent amount, but not a lot. There's only so many weapons. Yep. Yeah. You know what I mean? A lot less than like Battlefield or Call yeah. of Duty, which are you know the popular ones. Right. Halo hasn't really ever had that kind of an unlock system, other than armor. Like, yeah, it's all and, and the armor didn't really do anything no. for you. Yeah. And I kind of, I kind of wish that it did. Actually, did a it, little bit. Did Halo Four add that? I can't remember. I didn't play enough multiplayer in Halo Four to remember if it. They had armor, but I don't remember it, if it, it made a difference. It said it did things, but I don't think it actually yeah, I did. It did or not. <clears throat> I, I know think... there were like there were different armor classes that were supposed to be specialized for certain things, but I don't know if they actually had any impact on your weapons, like and... shield ability or your invisibility or your ability or whatever. Yeah, I guess my thing would be, and it's it's softened a little bit, but <clears throat> like you said, balance. But in like as far as um, like the prestige levels go in terms of balance. Mm -hmm. Titanfall has a uh, generational thing where after you get level 50, you can generation up to the next level. And it it basically wipes you back to nothing. But it shows that you've gone through at least one level 50 and for each generation you go back to level 50. Same thing. true, yeah. But you also don't get a perk for that. You know what I mean? Right, there's no no boost for it. It's just... Actually really wipes you back to... Well, you you get a... You get an XP your, boost. And you keep right, your burn but, card. But yeah, nothing, that, nothing that gives you an advantage right. over somebody no else. No advantage over anybody other than... I, mean, I guess, I guess you, if you wanted to call the XP boost an advantage because you will get your weapon unlocks a little bit faster. In, in any given <clears throat> game, though, you won't have an advantage over somebody else. Right. Yep. Right. I, initially, I said it, it was really kind of lame that you would end up in... Like, being a sub-first generation, you would end up in a... Um, end up in a game with, like... Gen fives and sixes when they first started showing up, you would you would see people that were way ahead of you, and you're like, I'm gonna get slaughtered, because what it was doing is it was matching on your base level. Mm-hmm. So if you were 35, you'd get matched up with a 35 Gen four or 35 Gen five because they were still level 35. Right. So initially, I was like, well, that's kind of crap. But thinking more about it, it is not quite so bad. At least the way Titanfall does it. I don't know if Call of Duty uh, does something similar. You get um, you get perks for each generation, so it kind of sets you even further back. Yeah, I mean they do start <clears throat> over, but you get perks. If I remember correctly, with Assassin's Creed, you unlocked like crafting abilities as you went up in prestige levels. Right. Um, so it did give you the ability. It, it gave you the ability to be better than other people at that same level, and still matched you up with people that were prestige level at the same level that you were. But with Titanfall, I mean. You know, you both had roughly the same weapons, the same loadouts, so no advantage there. And because of the way the XP system worked, they may have just gotten there on their own, just from playing. It's not necessarily that they were so great that they got to, you know, gen level 2 or 3. They just, they play enough, they got to gen level 2 or 3. Because you'd get in there with them and slaughter them anyway. Yeah. So, you know, even though these people were 5 and 6 generations ahead of you, you still, you know, were better than they were. Yeah. They just had played more than you. So really, I mean, in that case, Titanfall did that right. It's it's more of a, look how long I've been playing, look how cool I am, and introduces some, you know, here's a, a, an extra challenge when you're playing this, through this generation mm-hmm. to see if you can get, versus, hey, you've been playing this long, here's a perk, plus we're totally going to go ahead and match you up with people that haven't been playing nearly as long as you have, don't so you have can the same procedures, them. so you can slaughter yeah, them, exactly. and they'll hate the game. Yep. So I think Titanfall's done a better <coughs> job of that, but that's something they need to watch out for in multiplayer because people get really turned on real fast when you know you're level five or six and you jump in and like Ryan was saying, you know you were, you know one of the privates or, or like a low level ranking character and you jump in and it's all generals and and they just slaughter and, you. Yeah, especially in Halo. Halo is small team enough that you yeah, you were done for because yeah. they're all they were all chances are they were all working together that they were all probably on team speak or not team speak but they were all on. 
like a private party, private party chat. Party, party chat, yeah. <clears throat> Which is something I'd also kind of like to see, is if it was going to balance that way, like, don't be afraid to take people out of teams. I mean, yes, all five of these people joined together. Yes, they've been playing on the same team. But you kind of need to do a better job of balancing. Take two or three of them and shove them onto the other team. People kick them out of that. that. Yeah, they probably wouldn't like yeah. it. But it would make it suck a lot less and would kind of give them a challenge playing against their own people that they usually play with the entire time. So it yeah. might actually be more of a challenge to play against the people that you're constantly playing with. And Battlefield did that a little bit where you would join as a team like in 3. Battlefield 3, you right. would join kinda as a squad and it would like kind of kick you on just so you could get on and start playing. Maybe they could do something where they have like different hoppers. Like one is a balance hopper <laughs> and one is like a play with your friends hopper. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, like mm. it's not so bad. I mean, in games where you can't you don't know everybody. Like if it was if it was 4 on 4 and and it was Eight friends all playing together. Who cares? Balance it however yeah. it needs to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was, if it's six of you and two people that you can't talk to, yeah, that sucks. You know what I mean? But maybe that's what they need to do. Yeah. What do you think, Josh? Well, I don't know. I had I had issues with like Planet Side Two when it first started. Mm-hmm. There was like zero. There was no, like, tutorial or anything. It was, like, you know, click a bunch of things, and all of a sudden, just, you're in. And then, like, the first thing I did when I got there, I got shot. I got killed. It was, like, instantaneous. Because I like, dropped you in on, like, a combat Yeah, zone. in a combat area where, like, all the people knew, like, you know, where I was at for some reason. You could, like, see my trajectory coming down from this little dropship. And I was just like, why did it dump me here? Why didn't it just start me in a start zone so I could at least could kind of get used to it? But no, it dropped me right in the middle of the combat, right in the middle of this area, and I got killed instantaneously. And that right there set the precedent. I have zero desire to continue playing the game. Yeah. I'm not joking. I think I probably played another 20 minutes after that. That was it. That was done. Like, if I... If, if that's the way that the game decides that you're just gonna, you know, throw you in... Sink or swim? Well, I sunk. Sorry. You know, but, and I usually have more patience when it comes to that kind of thing, but after a while, you're just like, there are other games that'll give me a better opportunity than that. Uh, Sink or swim's probably not bad if you get in right at the beginning when everybody's sinking or swimming. I think that's the problem. But yeah, if you join late. If you come in late, there's there's zero desire at that point to, to... Try to make up the time because you're not going to make up the time. Yeah. These people are probably playing the same long. That's why going back and maybe playing Halo Three multiplayer. These people that are playing still today are like the diehard zealots that love it so much. And you're just, you're. I mean, if you're starting at the bottom. bottom of the rung, screwed. Yeah, yeah. So um, Titanfall almost did that to me a little bit. Like it was hard for me to get, but I wasn't playing with anybody. So it was hard for me to get acclimated to playing that game alone. And I was just like, all right, well, I'm just going to keep going because I know we're going to eventually play together. Yeah. And I finally got it. And then I enjoyed it so much that I enjoyed being, you know, playing on my own because then I could go do whatever I wanted to do and not worry about, you know, certain things. And if you played attrition, you don't have to worry about objective points where you you don't have to take bases or anything. You just go and you just kill everything, which is nice. So. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of a ramp up on any multiplayer game, and I think devs have to kind of walk walk that tight balance rope there. Mm. But uh, speaking of games, but we're going to change the gears a little bit, not Gears of War. There, there's a lot of lot of movies that come out based on games that just so happen to suck. Why is that, Ryan? Why do they suck? I can tell you. I want you to explain right now. Two words will explain why game movies suck. Uvi Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) That dude is a terrible director. (laughs) And all he does is make video game movies. And then fight people. And fight fight people people in the boxing ring. Anyway. (laughs) They are. And and this this topic actually was brought up by by Hat Malum and we're, you know... (laughs) He was, he was. God rest his soul. Yeah, he was talking to us about it, and he he was saying, "What you know? Why is that? You know, why why did Mario Brothers have to suck so hard? And why did you know Mortal Kombat? And why did you know Street Fighter? And you know why are there so many of these? And like so few, if any, that you can really call good. 
There are a couple that are passable. I would say the Resident Evils. Resident Re- Evil games are pretty good, yeah. There are couple, movies. A couple. Yeah. Like the first ones. first couple yeah. were pretty good. Right. Yeah, the last and then, kind of <clears throat> And then, uh, you know, there's there's like Tomb Raiders. Those are, I would say, passable. Yeah. You know? But there's so many that are terrible. So many movies that are terrible. Why is it that they're, they're, they can be such a commercial success on a console when you're playing it, but not such a huge success in the box office? Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I, I would imagine that it has to do with uh, the budget, too, and who they hand this to. You know, they give the scripts to the lowest common denominator. They're like, oh, this, they, they already have like a setup for failure or expectations set so low that they're like, well... This is just uh, somebody somebody's agenda at the studio. Let's just you know not throw it throw it to the wolves. You know what though, I think their problem. I think their problem is that a lot of them, you know, like they'll give them to a Hollywood scriptwriter, versus mm-hmm. somebody who writes the stories for the games. Oh, that's true. Two different types of writers that to have two different types of you know like how do we mesh this to have player control and. And whatnot. Instead of it being like a choose your own adventure, they've got a pencil in everything. Yeah. But you know, these are the guys that get paid for it. But you're right; they go to those lowest common denominators. Maybe somebody who maybe doesn't have any sort of fan desire whatsoever to mm-hmm. see it because they're not gamers. Yeah. And they're like, well, you know, we'll just kind of doctor it or pepper it with some fan service here or there, and you know, you'll have things like whatever. I don't know. It just it gets bad. <clears throat> all right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go out and. and opposite here and say that these movies aren't all that bad. They had bad parts. <laughs> Super Mario Super Brothers. Super Mario Brothers not that bad. I kind of like Super bad. Mario It's pretty good. No! You're, no what see, is wrong No, see, you see, you're looking back at nostalgia and you're like I, you know, that movie was actually fairly decent. Now you're like, that movie was probably terrible. Because look at the terrible graphics and all that sorts of shit. It did have flaws. I'll admit that. It had problems. You know. the Dennis the, Hopper? Dennis Hopper wasn't terrible. But the, the way they tried to throw him in there as, as Koopa was a little rough. I yeah. liked his hair. Here's the issue. It's fantastic. Here's the issue. Super Mario Brothers, the, the general story of that game, guy hunts for princess, kills dinosaur. Yeah. Hey, let's make a movie. Guy searching for princess, kills dinosaur. Oh, we did it. Yeah. It matched the game exactly. Did you want Mario to try and swim through some level at some point, or you know, <laughs> run through? No, no, no. It was just a bad premise. It wasn't. Where's my good Super Mario Brothers movie? It was just it, like, let's not make a movie at all. Yes, it was. But, but you could make a movie. So here's another. Here's another one that that uh, Hat Malum brought up. He goes, you know what they sh- they should totally make Mega Man, and I was like, ooh. I know. I'm like, oh yeah, because that'll totally work. He's like, yeah, if they do it like dark. I'm like, yeah. They they totally go to like Doctor Wily's castle and Doctor Light and then you know there's there's Rock and then his sister Roll yeah that's not corny at all <laughs> <laughs> and then like the whole movie is like a progression of him killing you know like ten other dudes and right. taking their power right. so that he can then go on and fight another you know fight them all over again and then right. some big rock monster and then and then it gets rock to Doctor Wily and then Doctor Wily gets away anyway I was like. Mm, good yeah, movie. <laughs> so no. yeah, yeah. There's some games that like shouldn't and, be made. And yeah, then really, like, again, good. again, Mortal Kombat. Premise of Mortal Kombat: fighting. Yeah. Make a movie about that. No, no. no there's been a lot of movies about that though. That could have been okay. It was too okay. bad. You will suck. <laughs> I don't think it was quite that bad. No, no, no. I think you're looking back on it and you're like, that was the movie was probably terrible. Actually, no, the first one long time ago. was okay. Mortal Kombat one was pretty. The two was not. Yeah. I, I, at this point, any game beyond the first, any game movie beyond the first one is probably crap. Yeah, it's like yeah. Resident Cashing Evil it in. was kind of okay. Resident Evil two was pretty good, but it yeah, was okay. it was okay. It started to get a little like. Mila Jovich shoots everybody out. Well, that was that was because Paul W. S. Anderson realizes how much of a sexy fox she is. I cannot I disagree to, with yeah. that particular statement. I cannot disagree. So, Mila Jovovich. Lilu. Lilu. Dallas Multipass. Right. The zombies are coming. She's like Multipass. You the 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 redeeming quality of Mortal Kombat, the the nineties greatest dance song ever. The Mortal Kombat song. That, that uh, is a great song. Everyone knows that song. Yeah. Mortal Kombat! Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. It was pretty good. So, uh, 
Yeah, I think that the issue you run into is either the game premise is so minimal that it's hard to write a movie around. Like Josh said, you get somebody that's not a fan of it, but has been told, hey, write a movie that matches this move, this game a little bit, and then try and flesh it out more than you know the 30 seconds worth of storyline that actually is part of the game. All right, I'll say there's a lot of really good plot lines out there that could be movies, but they haven't done. Bioshock would be a, a pretty good one. There was a movie that's an actual... Halo. Yeah, yeah. Halo needs to happen. I know. Well, they, I know. District Nine was supposed well, to be, and then they kind of salvaged I guess that's, it. That's the question. There is, is where do you where do you cut that off? Because they had Halo Forward into Dawn, which wasn't Forward Master Chief, Dawn, yes. but was still a Halo universe mm-hmm. movie. He's they had uh, Halo Legends, which was. Yeah. Uh, but did it ever make theaters? Uh, no. I don't know. I don't think so. No. I don't think so. Yeah. So that's that's so my is cutoff. Is that, that's the cutoff. That's is if that, it's not in theaters, no, then right, it doesn't, it doesn't count. Right. Can I can I buy a ticket to go see it? So like the the Mega Man, the, they've made TV movies. I'm thinking, or TV shows. It's probably it was like, a TV show, but I'm yeah, guessing there's, there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of video games that they've made cartoons out of. That would go well as a Jap- Japanese anime movie yeah. if it wasn't already. Like, I think a Mega Man yeah. X yeah. movie would be pretty. pretty Mega Man X, they could make it darker, but it, like I think it serves itself well in the Japanese style. Like it would be a good anime movie, but it would never be like. You can't make it can't like be a, a blockbuster. You can't do a Christopher Nolan dark Batman style Dark Knight Mega Man movie. You just couldn't do it. It would not go well. Right. The tone is not there. Oh, who's that? It's Crash Man. <laughs> Crash Man. No, it, it was the, today's the day you go down. <laughs> no, it would, it would totally have to be like you'd have to have the Inception music going on in there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, just yeah, I don't, not I, I don't know. Okay, so another one, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You could do Assassin's Creed as a yes. movie or even a couple of movies. Well, they've actually talked about having that. I See, thought the, um, the Prince of Persia with... got got very close and that was actually a decent movie. Uh, yeah, if, I mean yeah. separate if you would even separate it from being a in the Prince of Persia universe and just make it an action Gore Verbinski movie. That's kind of what it felt like. It was very piratesy. If you took a little less gore and a little more Verbinski. If you took Gears of War and went Gears of War 1 and 2 as a single movie. It would work. It would work. Yeah, it's just make it a dumb action movie. <clears throat> right, and it right. Would be it perfect. would work as that. Oh, come on! Yeah. Right. Put Marcus Phoenix in there and just get some beefed up dude. You could put The Rock in that. Yeah. And it would be perfect. Like, he could totally... Uh, he could be dumb or he could... Yeah. Be, yeah. Unless he pulls a Doom again. Oh, oh God. See, See, there's another yeah. example. That was, that was a bad video oh. game. The, the issue there, yeah, there were a lot of issues. I'm not even going to go. That was, that was a bad video game. <laughs> Let's go first person in this part, guys. Yeah. That'll definitely make a good movie. Yeah, Wing, that's Wing where Commander. the fan service gets a little too not a terrible. Wing Commander was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. Yeah. My biggest complaint yeah, with Wing Commander is that by the time the, th- the third and fourth <laughs> games were quasi live action, they were live action in front of green screen. Yes. And had, you know, Mark Hamill yeah. and Why didn't we have Mark and Hamill all these, it? like, Big name people, none of them were in the the movie, and I, I understand the movie was supposed to be like first and second game time period, but yeah, don't care. Have them show up somewhere. Don't care. Mark, where's the fan service? <laughs> right. All right, another one that would be really good, Metal Gear Solid. Then it pretty much is a movie at this point. I was it's like, say, it, that's, that's a movie based on the game you play in between. Uh, hang on though. I think <laughs> didn't buy a ticket. <laughs> you did. You the ticket was sixty dollars. <laughs> it's an expensive IMAX. ticket. Yeah, put on them three D goggles over the there. The movie only continues when you complete the, uh, the the little. I gotta say, Kiefer Sutherland as Snake would be awesome, like an old, as an old Snake or something. Yeah. Right now, because he's getting if you you know save him a few more years for him, he'll start right. looking that way. Snake Plissken. Oh what? Oh what? What? Kurt no, no. Russell? Clearly, he was not based on that. No, no clearly not. Kurt different. Russell. No. He didn't have an eye patch or anything. Oh god, dang it! <laughs> so, so other good examples: Silent Hill. Yes, oh, that, movie. that was a good movie. Okay, that was yeah. a good movie. Yes, and as, as I understand, I the game was that? pretty freaking scary. Yeah, especially I don't never played. It might have been a little out of order because I'm not sure if I remember right that the the triangle pyramid head. Pyramid head. I don't know if he was in the first game or if he was I in the first couple I've games. I've only played a little bit of he, Silent Hill. I he was in there, but he wasn't He wasn't, wasn't uh, quite as major of a character as he was in the film. Right. Mm. Which, I'm okay with that. Well, was, yeah. I think they did a pretty good job with Silent Hill. Um, Hitman. Look, which wasn't a bad... Actually, that was, was, it was okay. That was a pretty good movie. <clears throat> yeah, for, okay. for, for the premise of the game being, you're a Hitman. They just, they just never... 
click because there's so many uh, there's so much player agency with things like that. Well, I think what you run into is that if the game doesn't have enough of a plot, it's hard to extrapolate a plot that you'll find acceptable. Yeah. If the game has too much plot, the game will be better than the movie because you can play that plot. You can't play the movie you're watching. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really hard for a it's video game like, movie to win because it's, kind of like it's pretty well got the, the right? deck stacked against it. See, how about instead of rebooting <clears throat> Indiana Jones, they do Uncharted? Yes. Ooh, I was just thinking that same thing. Yeah. Yeah, that... Because then everybody would call it Indiana Jones. Well, everybody would be pissed because... But it's the next thing. You don't have to redo Indiana Jones. That's, that's We've true. been talking about don't yeah. do reboots, don't do... Yeah, you know, nobody needs it. Do... Uncharted. It's, it's the, the same thing. thing. Yeah, yeah. And the it only, fills that genre. The only yeah. problem is if, if people have this assumption about who should be Nathan Drake... And a lot of people are like, it should be Nathan Fillion, or it should be this, and so it they, should. yeah, if, if he's not there, they would expect. <laughs> it, like, yeah, but then, but then he he is like suddenly has so much control over. Yeah. Well, I want eleven billion dollars. Yeah. You know. A billion dollars. Eleven billion dollars. He's so, that he's so famous now. He has a unit of currency. <laughs> <in that room. laughs> <Yes>. Castle, <laughs> the currency. Yes. Yeah. So there, there was Need for Speed, hit. which was fucking terrible. Uh, I didn't watch that. I don't, I'm sure it was. I'm sure at this point, I'm after sure. like five he, or six, he, he didn't even watch it. He's like, which was fucking terrible. <laughs> 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 trailer. Really? No, but really, after like no, five no. or six Need for or Fast Fast, fast and Furious, and furious. Is, it's not going to be any different. Now, I would argue that if there was a game, Fast and Furious, right, that came before all that, no, that I would say that that was successful. Then wouldn't matter. They made fucking seven of them. Yeah. Like, like, there's a reason it was it was commercially successful. Oh, yeah. They didn't make well, seven. A lot of these, a lot of these were Street Fighters. No. <laughs> Need for Speed. Uh, according to Wikipedia, Need for Speed, one hundred eighty-six thousand dollars box office. I'm sorry, 186 million dollars. Oh, okay. Box I, was gonna, I was gonna say 186,000. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> did not make it. Yeah, did not make it back. Prince, Prince of Persia, three hundred thirty-five million. That's what? fairly successful. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What was the budget on it, though? It was like a hundred and seven million. million. It's eight fifty plus a dollar and a half for Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> um, so <laughs> actually, since I'm looking at it here, uh, August seventh, twenty fifteenth, currently slated Assassin's Creed movie. Yes, I told you uh, it was coming. sometime in twenty six. So, okay. Metal Gear Solid movie. So here's another question: hmm. of all the directors that are out there, who would be Untitled good? Untitled Tomb Raider reboot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> all right. Of all the directors that are out there, who would be good at pulling off something like this, and who would be terrible? Well, I think we've pretty well covered who would be terrible. <laughs> all right. Other than that, <laughs> okay. So I'm going to take this back to the Mega Man. M Night Shyamalan. Imagine this. What the twist? You get right at the end. <laughs> you get to Doctor Wily, and he goes zip. And you, you know, and the scale falls off, and yeah, it's suddenly it's Dr. Light <laughs> the whole time. You're like, son of a bitch! <laughs> I was thinking it's the alien that <laughs> from uh, Science. Oh. oh. Bust out your Waterman blast. You're right, you're like, Waterman. Pew, pew. Bubble, it would make sense. Bubble Man? Bubble. Mega Man 2? Reference the alien? Yes. Oh. Signs. <laughs> All right, so who would be good? Be a good director. I don't know. I honestly, I would say. Um, yeah, I mean, it clearly depend depends on, on the movie. Depend on the movie. Yeah. Why can't I think of the the director? Neil Blomkamp probably wouldn't be too bad. Yeah, what he did with District Nine. That was pretty and good. He, his Halo I short shorts Halo were Halo really good. Um, what? Who am I? Th Steven Spielberg. I think. I think he's already got some buy-in. He's actually going to be involved in the Halo project. He's producing yeah, Halo, um, the TV show that they're supposed to be coming out with for Xbox TV. So, I think he would be. I think he could take it and and, and make what about it. James Cameron. His name James, is James, you know James Cameron. You know that is actually a very interesting point because when you're looking for something visually stunning from like a video game, that actually would probably pull off pretty well. You mean? Well, I mean, Avatar is still, pretty much Halo because yeah. he like stole the same designs of well, the Hornets, and which the, they yeah, stole yeah. from Aliens. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's just it's all everybody's stealing themselves. off Aliens anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say Aliens is just such a oh. I mean, even then, you're still looking at. I mean, you could, you know, Christopher Nolan would still be a, a viable option depending on the movie. Maybe um, some Peter Jackson. No, we probably want to leave it at one movie. So Peter Jackson's probably out. Oh, we don't want. Oh, no, he can do Metal Gear. Metal Gear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what? Twenty-seven movies? Yes. Uh, 
Well, I want to make this actually 30. Like so for, for one storyline, he yes. makes it like a 10 epic. <laughs> oh my god. And he would do it too. Yeah. It's like we definitely have to Finishes have a whole the ending about Liquid like, Snake. Whole movie. Sequels like 7 and 13 are just like radio chatter for two and a half hours. Snake! Snake! Otacon! Otacon. Like opens up on Snake and like zooms into the radio and he just starts scanning frequencies and stops periodically. <laughs> it, it's like a 24 episode. Like boop. <laughs> and it like comes back and it's like 15 minutes he's later like, and he's still sitting there trying to tune. He's like, Otacon. Otacon, I can't, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Metal Gear. Otacon. Yeah, definitely could do that. Radio. It could be a radio play. Right. Yeah. I could, I could see that. Wow. Man. I don't know. Those, I mean, like you said, I, Gore, I, honestly, Gore Verbinski could do it on yeah. like a lighthearted. And I thought, I thought he was involved in, didn't he direct Prince of Persia? Am I wrong? Maybe. Am I wrong? All right. All right. Michael Bay, Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, no, he <laughs> could do totally it. Totally Pain it. and gain. Pain and gain. The way he did that would be perfect. That same you know style. It. I mean, you'd Grand have Theft to pick Auto. one. You'd yeah. Pick yeah. one, like Grand Theft Auto 5 or 4 could or do something it. like that. Yeah. Car explosions and chasing yeah. and all of that. It would yeah. be perfect. I mean, the problem with Grand Theft Auto is that they're already ripping off every mob movie and every, yeah, that's true. every great storyline that's out there. That's pretty much with the rock star mentality. So you'd need something like that where it'd just be completely goofy, like a painted game. Scorsese for Grand Theft Auto. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, like, really highbrow, though. That Don't would be matter. Very, that'd be very difficult you get to a good, off. You get a good scriptwriter on it. To do. Did he make Eyes sense? wide hot coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh my. Kubrick's dead, but that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we've uh, we've we've definitely talked this one to death, but let us know in the comments about the uh, about what you think who could direct uh, a uh, a good movie. A video game movie. A good yes. video game movie. Well, it could be even a good movie. But uh, let's change gears a little bit even more. Wait a minute. I'm going to quick interject this last point. Force Unleashed instead of Episode 7. Thank Christ. Would have been Epic. fucking awesome no shit. movie yes. based on a video game. Agreed. Force Unleashed is why it's really, really... That's one of the main reasons why it's really annoying that they're like, oh, we're not including any of the extended universe shit. Exactly. It's like, no, you include it. <laughs> you include it. <laughs> you do it. You do it. Mm. Oh, you old, like it. Uh, Knights of the Old Republic would have been another good one. That's true. That's good. Anyway. Let's continue. Let's move on because we could we could spend a whole freaking. We could episode spend doing a whole. Episode. Yeah, episode it's doing, true, and we kind of will probably. Oh my god! Right now, oh right now, just all right. Skipping that third topic. Skipping the third topic. No, the third topic this week we're going to be talking about um, a dirty little thing we like to call piracy. Yar, piracy on the high sea. Um, <laughs> yes. So yar, yar. the internet has brought this resurgence of uh, uh, piracy. Downloads Only it's a uh, digital piracy that we're speaking about this week, uh, not the uh, Somali Somali boats out in the sea <laughs> that the Navy's fighting. No, if you fighting them no. So Around Josh, world? Josh, what do you think? Uh, what do you think about? <laughs> well, okay, so, digital so piracy? this this is actually why I brought this topic up is is I was thinking about it um, for a long time. I was a pirate. I. Uh, I couldn't afford it. I didn't have any sort of money to pay for certain digital goods, and, and I wanted to stay on top of that thing, so I pirated. Mm -hmm. Now, um, one of the interesting things with that is that um, coming into you know more of a, a, a career and having the, the free money to to pay for things, and and how easy today it is to pay for things. Um, I was wondering if piracy is such a problem with the ability. You know, is it a problem because of the things that are being pirated? Uh, are they being pirated because there's no easy way to freely pay for them? Hmm. And so that's where I was coming from. And then I was starting to think about it. You're like, saying you're saying like uh, movies and TV shows now are being less pirated than perhaps they were five or ten years ago because correct. of how easy it is now with Amazon Instant Prime and Netflix. Right. People are paying for legit licenses. And like video games now with Steam sales and and things like that, that mm -hmm. it's it's less likely that people are. are well, and then there's a lot of uh, steps involved in order to like if you wanted to say pirate a game on a on a console, you have to possibly flag your console for a, a console ban. 
Yeah, right. You know, if you have some sort of firmware update that's that's different, and then obviously it records all of your information, whether you play a game early, mm-hmm. and then they have you. Right. Uh, is is it worth the risk? And uh, that that's I guess a different topic than I was thinking. But what I, what is really focusing on is the fact that you know, like lately, I I've been paying for things. I think I've paid more in, for for music. <laughs> so, I like how excited you are. <laughs> lately. I've been, I've been paying, paying for things. Well, the, well, just to create, just to clear, <laughs> the rest of us have been paying for stuff for a long time. Yeah, okay, okay. Forever. Oh, forever, always paying for stuff. Yeah, always definitely. Paying, for always stuff. paying. So for go stuff. ahead with your elocution. Yes. Yeah. Feel ahead. free to yeah, elocute. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that <laughs> Josh is like, I'm okay, but go ahead. No, that's yeah. fine. No, I'm not giving you shit. Whatever. So, your your point is now. That My point is, um, is that you know I've been a, a subscriber to Spotify for at least over a year now, maybe two. I'm pretty sure it's been two years now that I've, I've subscribed to Spotify. So I have streaming music. Um, so I don't, I don't, I don't actually buy CDs, but I'm still paying the whatever premium. You're legitimately licensing them now yeah. instead of instead of before maybe pirating <clears throat> the music. Correct. I find it easier to find the song that I'm looking for just hopping in their little search engine and finding the stuff that I want to listen to, coming up with a playlist or a, even a uh, radio playlist. You know, just hit that radio button and it instantly comes up with music that would be similar to the one that I wanted to listen to. Sure. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. Uh, same with TV shows. I can find new TV shows, stuff that I haven't seen yet or maybe want to see, stuff that might, based on what I've watched before, they say, hey, you might enjoy this. Do you find the only things that you do pirate anymore are the ones that you cannot Can't get anywhere else? Yes. Hmm. That if hmm. they legitly gave me a, a way of paying for them, I probably would. But because I, I there's no legit easy way to pay for it, or it's not out yet, but it is already out, has already aired, I can't buy it. Let's dodge the elephant in the room. Let's say Game of Thrones or any HBO content. <laughs> <laughs> right, you're right. You'd yeah. have to you'd have to totally get back on the bandwagon of of having mm-hmm. a, a cable contract, and that's silly for content. Yes, just sell for it to some, me some way for yeah. some form of content that you know. I'm not interested in all the other content that would come along with that. I'm interested in this one piece, and because I can't get it, they're not getting any money from me. Yeah, that I have a problem with that. I and I guess maybe that's is that selfish? Is that it might be a little sense of entitlement that you might have about it that you feel like you're entitled to watch the content even though mm. uh, you know what I mean? I don't know that it's so it's so much entitlement. Everybody has their own opinion as to like how much something is worth. Yeah, and once it falls below a certain point, yeah, yeah, you know, if it's not worth paying for to you, then you'll pirate it. Yeah, you weren't going to buy it anyway. I think that's where a lot of it. That's where access kind of have changed things. Yeah, with Netflix and Hulu and yeah. Spotify and all of the radio services, digital buys on, on Xbox, those, yeah. and, right? Anything you can get on those, you know, is has probably not been pirated in forever because if you want to watch it, just pop on Netflix and watch it, or yeah. pop on Hulu and watch it. It's still a bit of a minefield when it comes to uh, available content that still requires a separate purchase. So episodes of stuff on Amazon that's not part of Prime. If you feel that there's enough value in watching that, you may pay for the episodes or pay for a season pass and watch it. If you're like, well, I probably wasn't going to watch this show anyway, but everybody says it's good. I don't really want to spend the money for it. You may still download it because... It's not worth that much to you. Is yeah. it the right thing to do? Not really, but currently that that the cost to license it properly is more than you think it's worth. Yeah. And so you're not going to buy it. There's also, I think, the devaluization of that comes from maybe the plethora of content that's out there now. We have so much more music and access to movies and media, and there's high-quality shows that are coming out that are probably, you know, costing less to make. Right. So there's more of them. Like, you know, there's the filmmakers are able to make movies for cheaper now. So right. they're able to produce more content. I guess to produce, produce. produce more content. And, and the other thing that comes up is is what you've done is you've taken what is essentially almost an infinite good and attempted to attach a cost to it. Because yeah. with like an MP3, there are infinite copies of that MP3. 
So if you charge $5 for it, you're only going to sell so many. If you charge a dollar for it, you will probably sell more. But will your revenue be different? I mean, will you sell more? Will you sell enough more at a dollar to make up for what you would have sold the small handful at five? Will you make it up with volume? <laughs> right. Will you make it up yeah. with volume? Yeah. What's the cutoff where yeah, you start to pull in people? It's supply and demand. Yeah. And and that's where I think you could get a lot of um, feedback from websites like what's it? All of MP3 and some of the like the Russian hosted sites that charge you per meg. That are like you know it's ten cents or it's a really dollar just per file meg. Hosting. That's really just file hosting because they know it doesn't matter what you download. You know it only costs so much to store it, so they're charging you the storage cost. So if if you were to able to find out per song if it cost you you know ten or fifteen cents per song, you know maybe that's a route you'd go. Would they sell more? Probably because I know there are albums that I've bought that. I just saw on the shelf that were three dollars, and I'm like, I kind of like that genre of music. It's a compilation album. Bought it because it was three dollars. Mm-hmm. If it sucks, I'm out three dollars. Who cares? Right. You know, if the songs were ten cents, if an album cost a buck and a half, okay. If it sucks, I lost a buck and a half. Who cares? Sort of uh, smartphone app mentality. Once right. it gets below a certain point, people think you know it's whimsical. It's a right. It's, it's, it's an impulsive buy. Right. It's, it's not even to... a cost you think about because there yeah. is so little value involved. If you wasted your money. Who cares? It wasn't that much money to begin with. It's, oh, I bought a pack of gum. A pack of gum is probably more expensive than what you'd pay for a song. Yeah. And you're done with that in five sticks. Do you, th- <laughs> Do you think we get a less quality material because of that? Do you think music at least maybe has declined because the devaluation of that? It depends on your tastes. Yeah. And kind of no. Yeah. Because the fact that the tools exist to allow anybody to make music, to make movies, to make anything. We've almost had a proliferation of, right. of yes, music Yes, there's available. a glut of terrible content because everybody thinks they can do it. And it's not everybody can do it. So yeah, you're going to have probably a majority be not very good. But there will still be a, a much higher percentage of people that are good that are still fall into the you know, you don't, they don't cost a whole lot or it's still fairly inexpensive to buy an album to listen to or hell, they even put it up for free because what they want is the exposure to get you to come to a concert where they make their money. So... Is it the same with, like, say, app developers where, like, you know, the, the ecosystem for, say, either Google or uh, Android or iOS, you still have, like, you know, a crap ton. You know, they'll, they'll advertise, oh, we have... All of these uh, millions or hundred thousands of apps, and right? Whatnot. And there are but, seventy-five like, versions of Crappy Bird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but they're Crappy all like, Bird. you know, like like of, of all those, I think I probably have maybe like the ten, maybe top twenty apps. Like, and everything else is shit. And and like all those apps that I do like, they're inter uh, interdependent of of you know iOS or Google. Like they'll they'll just be both. Right. They've got. You know, a copy for each one. All three systems have it. And some of that, like I said, some of that comes back to taste. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're looking for a crossword puzzle app, even if it's not in the top 20, you'll yep. find a crossword puzzle app that you like. Yep. And if it's really good, either you'll shell out the, you know, buck or two bucks for it, or you'll just take the free one and say, hey, that's good enough for me because it's a crossword puzzle. As far as music goes, if you have really odd-ass tastes, if you like, you know, bluegrass hip-hop, Somebody out there makes it. You just got to find it. It may not be mainstream, but if you can find it and you really like it, chances are you'll either, you know, pay uh, what the cost of it is, or try and find a place that you can stream it. So at least they get some form of revenue from it. Mm. You know, the other one I think it w- is kind of an interesting point is when Android phones came out. Uh, at first, part of the draw was that you could sort of sideload anything. So you could pirate your apps, you could pirate shitload of stuff and load it on the phone for free. And you really couldn't do that on the iOS side yeah. because they didn't you had to go through the app store for everything. So right. you couldn't sideload anything. Even if you jailbroke your iPhone, you weren't getting stuff for free because you had to go through the Apple iStore to get it. Yeah. Uh I it's been years since I've even heard that listed as a as a benefit of Android and maybe that speaks to your your thing now that because it's you know because the market has changed people don't view that as as really a benefit anymore because they're legitimately paying for it that could be yeah um, I don't know side loading it's still you know for those that want to test something 
and it's not on this, the marketplace store because it's still going through um, those kinds of restrictions or whatever that they have to do in order to post something, then yeah, they might have it that way. Or hey, you know, we only want our paid people to get access to it, so we're going to email it to you, and, and you have like an email address or something like that. I, I just mean, but I, I know people what you saying, meant. "Ooh, I went Android because I can." You know, pirate the shit out of all these free apps. That, you know, I'd never do it. No. I'd hardly. I, I, I honestly, I heard that like right at the beginning. I don't hear that really anymore. No. Because no. for the most part, any app that gets really big, somebody will either come out with a free version or come out with a cheaper version that mimics most of the same. Crappy Bird. Yeah. So yeah. Crappy Bird. So the instant Crappy Bird costs a dollar. Someone will come out with Slappy Bird. That is the exact same damn thing for fifty cents. <laughs> And Can we just go with Happy Bird? With Bird, with like the big cracked lips, and they'll call it Chappy Bird. It'll be free. <laughs> and then there's and like then the creepy dad figure, and then it's Pappy Bird. So <laughs> mm. Right, I mean, look, right here, we've just made five new applications. All of them can be free. And yeah. then they come back with those quick whips, and it's Snappy Bird. Oh, damn. damn. Wow. Damn. Okay. <laughs> and then you reach out and hit people with it, and it's slappy bird. Oh, slap. Tap, tap, tappy bird. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think I guess you're right that, that the availability of how to get the stuff that you really want, like Steam Sale, right, has, yeah. has pretty much made... PC piracy, PC game piracy, very all limited. but obsolete. Yeah, I really don't know very many people that. Uh, the The only thing I still see are like the super expensive software stuff. So like an Adobe Suite yeah. or something like that. Anything that's going to be like thousands, yeah, thousands of, dollars. of dollars, right? And a lot of times, like if you have a a student ID, you can get for half price well, or seventy five percent off or whatever. Yeah. You know that, that kind of stuff. And I don't if, think that's what you want to do. Right. I don't think Adobe fights that that much either because they want people to get used it is to Photoshop. Well, Photoshop. Yeah, yeah. They, yeah, like I said, the idea is that they get used to using Photoshop pirated copy, and then when they go out in the professional they world, well, I only know how to use Photoshop, so now my company has, has to, to buy, buy a copy. So and the company the is audited, so yeah, yeah, they're going to be buying yeah, that. Be Same buying with Autodesk. And, right. Yeah. right. You can't yep. go into a company and be like, listen, I'm really good with GIMP, and it's free, so hey, we should totally get that. They're going to be like... What the hell's Gimp? What the hell's Gimp? <laughs> Did you so get that? <laughs> They're like, bring out the Gimp. <laughs> we are, we are equal opportunity. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess I, I mean I know it still affects people. Um, there's a lot of those that are still in those leadership positions within those areas with like Recording Industry of America, you know, Motion Picture Association of America, and they're all. Really anti-piracy. They really want to come down, come down hard on all these, all these pirates. And I don't, I don't. I guess I just in the digital age now. It, it, is it worth alienating people today? The, the, the problem is if the the stronger their case is, if the stronger the case is to make it available. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? So like it the Game of Thrones, the Game of Thrones argument is the biggest one because it's the largest pirated yeah. thing right now. Right. 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 Why wouldn't they open up another revenue stream? I don't get it. I don't understand it. No, Unless it they have some sort of contract with the cable company. Could be. That, that must be how that works. I'm guessing yeah. that that's the only thing. But to me, they're missing out on a revenue stream that even if they had a contract with the cable company, give them a share of it or something. Comcast or Time Warner and all those must be just paying out the ass to keep Game of Thrones yeah. on there. I, I don't know. To a certain extent, the the RAA and the MPAA are going to be more interested in losing that revenue stream because that revenue, they are kind of a middleman between musicians and people. Yeah, so the revenue comes to them first, and then they're like, oh, you know, here, we'll go ahead and pay you your, your royalty, stipend, your stipend, stipend, or your cut which, of is, it, which so may or may small. not be yeah, oh my God, next yeah, to nothing. Pretty much for free anyway. Assuming you even get it in the first place because they apparently... Thanks to Hollywood accounting, they can't keep track of either how much the money costs or yeah. they hired their own internal production company that charged them $11 billion. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, they're far more interested in, it's in the shape eliminating the or, or far more interested in keeping that revenue stream alive than well, bands who... Because the moment that like you, you circumvent those... Right. I mean, you become good enough to become your own right. um, marketing group or whatever. Right. You know, like... Uh, Metallica did it. They got out of their, right. I think the it was Atlantic. Like, 
or Columbia. I can't and remember. And then they started making a crazy yeah. amount of money. Yeah, because they, yeah. they, they like, cut uh, out the middle. Trent Reznor. Yep. Like, yeah, Reznor most had the same of his problem. own stuff. Uh, so. There's some other album or other bands that had that same problem. Radio 30 Day. Seconds to Mars had Did the same it. problem. They uh, they broke their contract mm-hmm. and then yeah. went out and said, "Hey, pay what it's you want that. for their their album." And they made more on that than they did in the entire. Yeah. So it, it's I mean it sucks that you know, not everybody can do it. But you've got places like like is Bandstand I think is like a website that you can release your own CDs or like put them up for sale and, and stuff like that. Yeah, I believe so. There's uh, like while you're thinking about that, yeah. Nine Inch Nails is an interesting example because like when he released um, the Slip. He so the the base album was free. He said he didn't he didn't even want anything. If you wanted to donate, okay, but it's free. Mm-hmm. If you want the higher quality one, it was like a ten dollar download from the website. If you wanted the super high quality and all the tracks from it, like everything separated for every oh, so if you wanted to import and remix and do all the fun stuff to it, yes, then it was like. 300 bucks or something like that but he had all that stuff there for you you could remix it however you want he had every track he used to make the music and once wow. you bought it you could use it you wow. know and and redo your own stuff hmm. <clears throat> and apparently he made a crap load on on both of those like the one that was 300 and what's the one the, that was ten dollars or whatever yeah the, the ten dollar one he made a crap load on that and the one that was uh, the high end tracks, he he made enough, but it was a, it was sort of a big, a big thing. Hmm. Right, and stuff like that, you end up with. It's kind of like Kickstarter, where there are tiers, and you add special stuff to the different tiers. So yeah, you know, higher bit rate. Maybe you get a an LP copy in addition to the downloadable copy. You get some sort of signed memorabilia mm-hmm. on top of the, the yep. digital copy. So yeah, I mean That's even cool. Kickstarter for bands. I mean, if if you've got Kickstarter kind of requires a little bit of a following. Yeah. So people know who you are. Yeah. But you can still go on there and be like, look, we're going to put together an album. But we'd like to pay for it all up front so that when it's done, you know, we can take everything and put it into the next album. And if you get enough people that like your band or get enough word of mouth that says, hey, you know, this is totally worth it, you've got your album paid for. There's, a, there's another um, site called Patreon or whatever. It, it, it's like Patreon... But then you you can there's two different types of things you can be like somebody who supports people, and then there's another one that's you know and it it's however the the artist wants to set up and it's usually either comics or um, there's musicians on there uh, all kinds of other things web comics, um, and they can set it up where you're either you know charged you you can be charged however many they they um, you know it's like a certain amount of dollar amount or whatever every time they upload something. You could get charged, or for some, it's like a monthly stipend type thing, and then people can you know pledge on right. There so you too. like you subscribe to them and say, "I subscribe X amount of dollars." Right. Per so like my my favorite web comics on there, and uh, he's up to like I think eight eight grand a month just from that alone. So it's crazy. It's enough to live off of. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So it seems like there are a lot of outlets to to get things out there to not, you know, have to, you have to have rely on, you know, exact amount of sales. So it seems like that availability is going up because there are so many different routes to get there that, you know, we should start a band is what I'm saying. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yes. I know a guy that plays some pretty mean bass. Yeah. Uh, you know, some bass. Yeah. Some Slap, slap the bass. I think he does slap the slap the bass. I think the rest of, we could probably do something like uh, uh, Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. Oh. Uh, you you play all the music. And we'll just dance around like assholes. Oh, okay, we could do that. <laughs> just give me maracas. And I'm good. Oh, all right. That's I won't even good. do it to a beat. Right. You just, just, you're like shh 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 shh. And I smack you. And you're like, oh, I'm sorry. Sorry. Yes. Paint my face with all kinds of crazy war paint. Oh man. Just look like Bono and go. <laughs> and make funny faces on yeah, a radio podcast. Strange, strange radio podcast. Radio podcast. Yeah, we're broadcasting now. All right, guys. I think we talked this one to death. Ryan's computer across the way. <laughs> <laughs> broadcasting live. Well, I think that's going to wrap it up for this week. Um, had some interesting conversation. If you guys got any thoughts, be sure to leave comments. Um, remember to check us out on YouTube if you're listening to us on iTunes, which you probably are. Uh, that's youtube.com slash fairly awesome podcast. 
Also, come over and like us on Facebook if you haven't already. It's facebook.com slash fairlyawesomepodcast. And we are also on the Twitters, and that's at FAPcast. I am Nate Bushing, and we'll see you guys soon. See you. All right, Lord. You guys ready to rock and roll? Got your... We're going to start with uh, the multiplayer, go into the games, or uh, game movies, and the... Gay movies. We're going to go to the gay, gay movies. Because we know Ryan loves the gay movies. And then so was... up next is gay movies. Ryan, you want to tell us more about that one? <laughs> I was going to say something about waiting for like the, the, the Kirby gay porn. Video gay movie. The dude sucks everything. <laughs> <laughs> like, Whoa, Roger Rabbit. 